the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio. This is in News. I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Could be a record-setting holiday travel season, according to AAA. Holiday traveler Heidi Nemitz says she was pleasantly surprised with how smooth things were going at Tampa International Airport. It's not as bad as I thought, you know, from all the newscasting and the airport travel and all that. I haven't, although when I left uh, Cincinnati, the line for uh, check-in, it was long. Uh, so whether people are traveling, you know, days earlier to get to their destinations, um, but it hasn't been bad. It has not been bad. No white Christmas this year for most of the country, but in Guilford, New Hampshire, there's just enough snow for snowboarder Ryan Sloan to have a good time. The conditions are actually pretty good. When you get up to the top, the trails are, are pretty decent. There's some rocky spots in the area, some icy spots, but overall pretty good. More on these stories at srnews.com. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Former President Donald Trump is indicted yet again. Senator Tom Cotton. I think it's another politicized prosecution that's more befitting of a third world banana republic than our great country. Join us for our program and sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Enjoy Christmas music and get in the holiday spirit by listening to thefishtwincities.com. Christmas music is back on thefishtwincities.com. Go ahead and download the app today. It's safe for the whole family, thefishtwincities.com. From the Genovations Region Weather Center, your Saturday forecast, partly sunny, high around 50 degrees, while tonight's low dips down to about 46 in cloudy skies. Expect some rain tonight into your Sunday morning. Tomorrow, high around 55. It's AM 1280 The Patriot. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and world. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that's making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, since 2002, shotinthedark.info, the one place to go for everything I'm thinking, five days a week, Monday through Friday, sometimes more, once in a while. And, of course, the broadcast, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, this edition, the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, uh, going on since... 2004, really, heading for, uh, heading on year after year, dominating all Twin Cities media, along with our colleagues, Jack Tomzak, the new guy, coming up at uh, 3 o'clock here on AM 12A, The Patriot. Brad Carlson, the closer edition, every Sunday from 1 to 3 here on AM 12A, The Patriot. And, of course, a charter member of the Narn, King Banyan, Saturday mornings 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, together the Northern Alliance Radio Network, dominating all Twin Cities media and making it easy. Because for us, it is. Anyway, it is Christmas weekend. It's something that, that will mean the same thing every year. I, I bring that up because if you're listening to this uh, program in a year that is not 2023, this is a pre-recorded what we call evergreen broadcast in the business. It's It's something I recorded once. Uh, live in the studio so that we could come back in future years and I could take Christmas weekend off and still have something topical and ideally relatively timeless uh, to broadcast on Christmases. The previous Christmas show, which ran every Christmas from, I think, 2015 to 2022, was a show I was really proud of. 
and amply expressed the Christmas spirit I wanted to convey in the tenor of the times. But the times were, as some of the things that popped up during the show uh, indicated, uh, a little out of date. For example, Donald Trump was not yet president when I recorded the last Christmas broadcast. So I figured it's high time for a bit of an update. It's a beautiful day to do an updated Christmas broadcast as this is recorded in that we have a brown Christmas. And who wants to be outdoors in a brown Christmas? God willing, if you're listening to this in a year that is not 2023, you are enjoying smoke popping from the chimneys, Christmas lights blinking in uh, blinking a frigid, but not too frigid night, and just enough snow to give you that Christmas spirit. Hey, Mitch, you don't need to have snow to have the Christmas spirit. False. You do. Christmas is not Christmas without snow. Hey, I could drive an hour from San Francisco and get to snow. Well, that's like saying you can drive an hour to get to an emergency room or you can drive an hour to get food. It's not the same as having it right there with you. At any rate, that is the Christmas spirit for me. And unless I sound, uh, unless I sound too pugnacious about this. Christmas is full of just intense memories for me, as it is, I suspect, for just about everyone. And 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 I and I say that hoping that in your case those memories are positive and good and happy. They're not for everyone. I realize that they are not that the, the holiday season is full of trauma for some people. In fact, that is the dominant light motif of the season to some people. I intend to try and set that straight here today Uh, because what Christmas actually means is something that I I think is is being eroded quite intentionally by by some people by some elements of our society and and that's something I intend to push back against and I I tend to push back against it uh, with some of the greatest of human weapons that there are the the the, the weapons of humor and of and of pleasant memory. Christmas is full of wonderful memories to me, and I want to talk about those briefly here because I want to juxtapose that with some of the currents that have come up against Christmas in recent years. I, I love Christmas. Going back to childhood, as early as I can remember, Christmas was a wonderful time. It usually involved going to one grandparent's house or another, my uh, my father's mother, lived four blocks away. My mother's parents lived about a hundred miles away, but either way, it was always a wonderful time. We'd, we'd uh, all gather around for Christmas dinner. My grandmother usually made it, my, my Norwegian grandmother, who was a spectacular cook, as all Norwegian grandmothers are, uh, I'd be walking into the house and smelling all the usual stuff, plus fresh break lefsa was one of those things that it just defined the holiday season for me and all the other stuff. I mean, molasses cookies and uh, Christmas ham and all all the stuff that goes with it. But the lefso was the real thing. And it was the, 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 the house being, I mean, my grandma was an older woman and she, she liked her house nice and warm, probably because things had been very cold in her childhood up in far northern Minnesota. 20, 30 miles north of Thief River Falls. They, they make them a little cold up there. So she liked her warmth. And on those cold winter nights that Christmases usually were when I was a kid, with that nice thick glop of snow on every horizontal surface outdoors, coming into an overly warm house to the overly warm smells of, of Christmas cooking are just, just some of the most intensely redolent memories I have. And the, the ritual was always the same, whether we had Christmas at my grandmother's or occasionally at my parents' house or once in a while, off in Bismarck with my mother's parents. It was always the same ritual. We'd all get everyone bundled up, get my brother and sister all bundled up and ready to go. We'd go or get them ready if we were staying at home, get all the Christmas food together, endure the smells <laughs> until we couldn't any longer. Generally speaking, we'd wind up going to an early evening church service, crunching through the snow, usually walking four blocks. Sometimes we'd drive, go to the service, which was always a, a candlelight service, um, usually in, in the stereotype that is the standard Christmas in my mind. It was, uh, it was 
it was cold, not bitterly cold, because even if it was below zero, it, something about Christmas made it feel just a little less bitter. And it was December. You didn't really get the nasty blizzards generally in December in North Dakota at that time. But you'd go into the really warm church. You'd have the the, the Christmas service, which even as a kid, I always loved the Christmas services and the lighting of the candles and the smelling the candles and waving around in the air and uh, seeing the, the stars indoors as everyone was waving the candles around there and then bundling everyone up, heading home through the cold, piling into the house, having the Christmas dinner, watching for those presents, uh, wrapping everything up with a, a rolled up thing of lefse with butter and sugar and just tearing into the evening's presents, which was always, of course, the high, one of the highlights when you were a little kid. And going to bed and just thinking, okay, I've eventually learning that the sooner I get to sleep, the sooner I wake up and see what Santa brought. And my, my parents put on, I mean, put on a pretty good show as far as those things go. Uh, Santa was always worth waiting for. Uh, Santa had a real sense of humor about some of these presents uh, that matched my mother's sense of humor about a lot of things, ironically enough. And it was, it was a it should go without saying it was a wonderful time. And it's a, it's a time that I have in, uh, it's, it's, oh, how do I play this? I mean, it, it sounds trite to say, but it has an incredibly special place in my memory. Now, I grew up and went on and, and moved on and got into, I, I won't go into details and, and motivations or anything else, because it's, it, it's not important to the story. But I wound up uh, as an adult among other adults who had had more traumatic experiences with Christmas and who brought that tension to Christmas, who were very modern in a lot of ways. I mean, for whom Christmas was a grind and an endurance, uh, something they had to endure, but endure in a constructive way. Make sure they bought exactly the right presents. Make sure that that, that the, the Christmas events were absolutely perfect or all heck was going to break loose. And it, the tension was so intense that it was causing problems, physical problems, physical ailments were breaking out because of all the tension and stress that came along with Christmas. This is just interpersonal, interfamily tension. Again, details not needed. Somewhere along the way, I decided that there was a fork in the road. And this ties in a lot with what Dennis Prager says about about. His, his happiness hour every week. And one of the things that, that's the great lessons of happiness is if you act happy, if you do all the things, even if you're not happy, if you act happy, uh, if all goes well, uh, and if you stick with it, frequently you become happy. And I thought, and, and it, by the way, this ties in with a, something I read once upon a time as I read one of my Christmas presents as a teenager, the biography of photographer Robert Kappa, who related an old Hungarian parable that says if the best way to become wealthy is to appear as if you already are. And this mirrors what Dennis Prager says in The Happiness Hour. The best way to become happy is to act like you're happy. If you're in a troubled marriage, sometimes the best way to fall back in love is to act like you're back in love. It doesn't always work, but fake it till you make it is a, a, a truism of human life. And I decided... On this Christmas, I don't know, two and a half decades ago, probably, that with all due respect to the feelings other people bring to the season, I was going to exude joy, even though I didn't necessarily feel it at that exact moment. I had people in my life, we call them children, who deserved, I felt, to have the same feeling about the holidays that I grew up having, or at least as close as I could deliver to them. And so I... In the parlance of the 2020s, I decided to be radically joyful, to push the joy, or at least the general sense of well-being and happiness, to an absurd, absurd extent, really. And more to the point, to ignore the stress as much as possible, to, to accept the stress, but to focus on the joy. And I say this with all due respect to, to people who have deep, intense trauma in their families on, on the holiday season. I get that. I understand that. I'll listen. I'm more inclined to listen than to talk. I truly am. But for me, 
I have found that pushing the joy, perhaps to an absurd, 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 absurd extent for the holiday season, uh, is what makes things work for me. And and does it work? Well, you'd have to ask my kids. But they don't seem to have a whole lot of trauma around Christmas, and for that, I am thankful. Uh, perhaps more than most things. I was not able to give my children in particular the boring, unremarkable, drama-free childhood I had, but took my best shot at it. And part of that is doing your best to focus on being happy and to focus on the things that are joyful during the season. And, and this I do. Now, all of society doesn't do that. In fact, there's Christmas and some of the institutions around it have their detractors. And I want to talk about those uh, coming up next here. On the Northern Alliance Radio Network special Christmas edition, go nowhere. We'll be right back. Be merry and bright. And may all your Christmases be You can listen to AM 1280 The Patriot on all Amazon Echo devices. Simply ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis, and you'll hear your favorite hosts. This is Dennis Prager, and thanks for listening to me on your Alexa device. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi, Rizemkism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzy, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. What drives your retirement investment decisions? The news of the day? Your emotions? Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be discussing how to navigate the emotional roller coaster of today's news cycle. Alan Mike will share with you seven principles of long-term investing, a set of guidelines to set yourself up for success in all your investing endeavors. Money Matters with Alan Mike, noon Saturday on AM 1280 The Patriot, or call them right now at 855-231-6010. Don't get lost in the endless stream of misleading headlines. Turn to a leading source of conservative news. Townhall.com. Political cartoons. Thoughtful commentary. And an intelligent perspective on the day's headlines. Townhall.com. A division of Salem Media Group. We all know that aches and pains come with simply getting older. But it doesn't mean you have to accept it. That's why I want to tell you about a special lady, Leah from Ohio, and her relief factor story. One Sunday, Leah was sitting on the couch in so much pain, she was literally in tears. That's when she decided to try Relief Factor. Just eight days later, she found relief, and she continued to get better and better. To quote her, she said, I am truly amazed at this product. Like me, who after nine, almost ten years, almost a decade of low back pain, lost that pain thanks to Relief Factor. If you're living with aches and pains, see how Relief Factor, a daily drug-free supplement, could help you feel and live better every day. Get the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. It all comes with the feel better or your money-back guarantee. That number, 1-800, the number 4, RELIEF, relieffactor.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Special Christmas broadcast. By the way, if you're listening to this and uh, the year is not 2023, it's pre-recorded. If it is 2023, then, hey, how you doing live in the studio? It was December 24th on Hollis Avenue, the dark. When I seen a man chilling with his dog at the park. I approached him very slowly. Ah, memories. 
I'd normally give out the phone number about this point here, but we're not taking calls today. It's a special Christmas broadcast. They wouldn't make any sense in another year or two or three. Anyway, whenever you're listening to this, that's that's the reason here. Uh, anyway, so Christmas, as I grew up, I before the break, I talked about how I had resolved to push joy to an absurd extent, just to just just to make sure. I approach the holiday in a joy-forward fashion, and, and I do. I, and not to say that there aren't difficulties in life. Not to say that I don't have to sometimes suspend a certain amount of disbelief to do it. But I do. And I, my, my life is much the richer for it. I, it's something I try my best to pass on to people, if, if only for for my own uh, peace of mind. And, and by golly, it works. I mean, for me, there are three, well, really four main holidays in the season. I mean, in terms of my faith, Easter is huge, huge holiday for me. I uh, Obviously, if you're a Christian, Easter is the big kahuna of them all. Uh, Christmas, for it, you know, not only religious reasons, but family reasons. I mean, it's been such a, an important holiday for family going back to generations before mine, and, and that is a tradition that does carry on in my family. Uh, one one of few. We're not a big traditional family, yet we have that going on. Thanksgiving is a huge one for me personally. I, I've related that story in my evergreen Thanksgiving broadcast that I run every year on Thanksgiving weekend uh, for reasons that uh, are I, I explained then. And, of course, uh, Independence Day, Fourth of July weekend, huge for us as a nation. Again, I have an evergreen broadcast on that subject here as well that runs every summer at the obvious time. So we're talking about Christmas here today. Now, the th- reason I'm talking about it is because there's a certain erosion of 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 the of Christmas that's been happening in our society for for quite some time here. Now, uh, and and I think the challenge, if you are a believer, and whether you're believe whether you're a believer in Christ, a Christian, someone who who for whom Christ, uh, Christmas is part of your religious observance, part of your faith life, or even if you're just culturally someone who believes in what, what Christmas should believe uh, mean to your culture, really the challenge is uh, to, to you to, to bring the example of redemption, of rebirth, of, of innocence, frankly, of in, the innocence that comes with rebirth to the world, ideally by our example. And, of course, one of the other tenets of Christianity is nobody's ever a perfect example short of the Son of God himself. And so we all fall short, and yet the good chunk of the goal is to give it your best shot. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do here. Now, I say this because the challenges to not just Christmas, but to much of what we believe have never been greater in in so many ways. Uh, there there are people who talk about the idea of a war on Christmas. Now, when you talk about the war on Christmas, the usual suspects on the the cultural left, and I, and I don't want to necessarily make this a left versus right diatribe. I want to make this a joy versus misery diatribe. But the the, the people on let's just say the pro misery side really share a couple of key tenets with the cultural left. And one of them is is something that that you find in common with a a number of other uh, responses to things on the, the people on the cultural right say and believe. For example, I've, I've pointed, I've pointed this out and poked some, let's just say tart acidic fun at this in the past. Uh, When you tell a Democrat, oh, there's, there's, the Democrats want to control guns, and, and they'll respond to you, well, nobody's coming for your guns right now, you silly, paranoid wingnut. So, well, okay, they're, they're sponsoring legislation to do exactly that. Well, and the response is, well, that's just legislation. Nobody's actually passed it. Nobody's actually sending police to your house yet. So, well, so if the police are coming up my neighbor's sidewalk and smashing in his door looking for guns. Is it time to wait? No, they're not coming to your door yet. So shut up until they are literally pounding down your door. Anyway, slightly exaggerated, but 
you get a similar idea with the, the idea that there is a war on Christmas. They say, well, I mean, the Air Force isn't literally bombing your Christmas tree yet. The Marines aren't blowing up your Christmas trees yet. It's not a war literally. Oh, duh. It's not a war literally. Um, but and people say, well, it's silly. There's not a war on Christmas. Christmas is everywhere in our society. And, and I'll meet them halfway. Or I'll say, I'll, I'll meet them two halves of the way. Because they got part of it right. And they got part of it diametrically wrong. I'm going to say this. It's not so much that there's a war on Christmas. It's that there is a war on everything that Western civilization holds dear and that separates us from the other civilizations on this earth. It's a war. And right now it's a cold, soft war for the most part. But it is a war on all the things that Western civilization has held on to to make it for all of its faults, for all of its warts, because you have to admit all those in advance. People say, hey, what about slavery? What about war? What about... Fine, yes, nobody's perfect. That's part of the Christmas message as well. But there's a war on everything that has made Western civilization so generally humane, successful, livable, uh, and 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 yeah, livable for real people. I mean, you look back on the civilizations in which the vast majority of human beings have lived ever since the dawn of humanity, whenever you believe that was. And, and once you get past small hunter-gatherer tribes who were uh, which, who were how most humans lived up until probably twenty, thirty thousand years ago. If you're if you're not a young Earth creationist, the tyranny there was of nature. And then once people started to gather into larger societies, into into cities with agrarian classes that provided a surplus that allowed us to have nobility and royalty and, and bureaucrats and armies and police forces and all the things that make civilization what it is. The vast majority of the human beings that have lived up until the last 200 years have lived in a society where humanity that was divided into the fraction of 1%, perhaps to one out of a thousand humans that consider themselves the, the haves and the 999 out of thousands that were considered the peasants, the people whose lives were nasty, brutish, and short and devoted entirely to supporting that one percent or one tenth of one percent who were their betters. Life was nasty, brutish, and short. The life expectancy was in the thirties, maybe forties. The average person in the world who considered himself a subject of a king or a duke or a strong man or a generalissimo or whatever awoke at dawn, worked until dusk, and never traveled more than a few miles from where they were born. We now have a civilization, and, and by the way, they were considered guilty until proven innocent, and justice was entirely a matter who, of who was the strongest, who was the man on the biggest horse. Western civilization changed that, and no, it didn't change it instantly. It didn't change it instantly for everyone. It didn't change it perfectly. But the average human being in a civilization that is primarily governed by the best of Western civilization, lives a life that is longer, is not just happier, but actually has the concept of, of happiness in beyond just the most trivial sense for the most people of any society that's ever existed in history. And we've developed a class of people who are able to wrap themselves so much in, in their own heads that that's just not good enough for them. They want to bring us backwards to a society that is pre-Christmas, pre-Christian, pre, uh, pre, pre-Western civilization, where as much as they protest otherwise, essentially you have a small clack of people who decide what is good, what is right, what is just, and then they go out and get it. And 
the people who think they're doing the deciding of that for there's this culture believe that either that authority will filter down to more of the population than it ever has in human history, which is completely counter-historical, or they believe they, they will be one of the people who will be mushing the sled dogs. That would be the rest of us here. And, and history, of course, shows that to be a, a fairly comically naive point of view. So when I come back, I want to talk about the what we face not as a war on Christmas, but a war on everything that is true and good and noble about Western civilization. I want to talk about the main culprits. There are six of them. And I want to call each of them out so that you'll know what you're looking at this holiday season. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot, go nowhere. Are you tired of the volatility of the stock market? Diversify now while oil continues to go up in price with expert predictions to be at $125 a barrel soon. When you do, you will get a 100% tax write-off for 2023. Why pay the government all the taxes this year and gamble in the stock market? Savvy and accredited investors use proven strategies that make more money and reduce their taxes. Freedom Crude allows you to take advantage of the enormous profits that both companies and producers of domestic oil have been experiencing. Hurry before December 31st. If you do nothing, you'll pay your fair share of taxes. Or act now and invest in oil and let your money go to work with a 100% write-off on your taxes, while at the same time generating potential income for decades to come. Call Freedom Crude, 800-834-1233. Freedom Crude, 800-834-1233. 800-834-1233. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at crazy low prices. They have access to great prices and discounts at over 500 different airlines. Plus 300,000 hotels and rental car companies. Their prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find the best price for you. Call SmartFares today and get ready to see the world with a fat wallet. 800-989-0841. 800-989-0841. 800-989-0841. That's 800-989-0841. When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our aid hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. By the way, here's a timeless reminder to you. The fount of all that is good on this earth is am12athepatriot.com, the station website. Go there for all the contests, all the specials, all the deals, all the charities we're raising money for. Whatever year you're listening to this broadcast... Just go to am12athepatriot.com. Find out all you need to know to have a happy life on this earth. Okay, a little broad. That's okay. This is my special Christmas broadcast. Talking about the challenger, uh, challenge to believers. And, and by the way, believers, I'm not talking about just people of the Christian faith. I'm talking about people who believe in all that is good and noble and humane 
about Western civilization and how it is being undercut. And and while while I'll meet people halfway in saying it's in saying that it's not a war on Christmas, I will say that the friction over Christmas reflects the broader assault on Western civilization. And and the people you run into who are doing this eroding around you today really fall into six basic personalities. And I've identified these for you so you can help identify them yourself. Sort of like being a bird watcher, only instead of watching for birds, you're watching for profoundly toxic human beings. Not all of them are profoundly toxic. It's just some of them play into a profound toxicity uh, in our society. The first, I call them malaiseaholics, people who are just just need to feel malaise about things. People think who we could call them Eeyore if you'd like. Um, and I found that there is a high correlation between these Eeyores and people who are regular donors to national public radio, because national public radio sort of institutionalizes this point of view from Thanksgiving through Christmas every year, national public radio and its local offshoot Minnesota public radio here in the twin cities on all of its shows, from, from Delicious Dish or whatever they call it, through, through This American Life, go to endless lengths to, to reinforce what an onerous burden the holiday is, especially if you're one of those families that has inevitably been rent asunder by what? By civil war? by some huge social trauma that requires you to make choices of black and white import in your fa- around your family dinner table every holiday? Well, no, it's about, uh, it, it's about differences in politics, differences in worldview. And, and the way the Malaysaholics most prominently and most gallingly on display at, on national public radio uh, portray the holidays and the family interactions that go along with it as a, as a chore that at best must be endured or can be endured with a few of these tips from their ace reporter or, or maybe not endured. Perhaps it's just something where you can find an alternative that uh, you could just avoid the whole thing. I mean, the, the holiday is full, the season from Thanksgiving on, is full of these advisories on how to deal with your, your, your relatives who just don't see things the same. Or, or most famously, on a recent Thanksgiving, a message that came out from Plant Parenthood about how to talk about abortion over the Thanksgiving table. And I'm sure by the, way, the time you see this, you will have seen similar advisories from such organizations about such drearily unholiday sentiments. And it's kind of it reminds me of something I saw on a on a on a national public radio show where they were talking in front of a live audience about about holiday memories. And one woman who oozed the sort of Ivy League entitlement that tends to go with that uh, crowd, a writer on one of these shows talked about her uh, Christmas experience as much as I did in the first segment. But it hit a corner in the road when she said and then came November 2016, and the audience all went, oh, yeah. Because, of course, that was when Donald Trump got elected. And, and suddenly, every family interaction with people who, who had voted for Donald Trump or who maybe considered the idea that Hillary Clinton was going to be a disaster for this country, and were right, uh, had to be shunted out of your life. Or at least you had to go to some dreary extreme to, to incorporate what you needed from them in your life and, and carefully shunt the rest of it out of the way or just ignore them all completely i mean the the, the this time of year uh, the the media is full of st- of self-help articles about how to how to just leave your family behind i mean that's that's been a huge update to this particular personality in the eight years since i first recorded my christmas special is the number of families that have completely torn themselves apart over politics and social justice issues, which is itself one of the great social injustices, but just it's not the one that's hip to talk about among this crowd. And so, and, and so while it's, you could look at the malaiseaholic as just a, an entitled mopey Eeyore of a person, they are playing into a, a larger toxicity. Speaking of toxicity, that brings us to the next 
class of people who are, are part of this this pathology. I call them the more PC than thou class. And we had an update on this uh, uh, just before I recorded this broadcast a, a week ago in in uh, mid December of 2023. There was a an article. Actually, it was a tweet on social media uh, from a doctor, Kevin Young, who I presumed was a doctor of sociology or or social work or or perhaps English literature, some other some other woke hobbled field, formerly of some academic use. Now, not so much. And and, and he writes and he has a photo of a uh, of a uh, of a banner he hung up in his front yard saying. <clears throat> Rejoice in the birth of a brown-skinned Middle Eastern undocumented immigrant, and and the the esteemed Doctor Young wrote, <clears throat> "We just moved into our new lovely Deep South neighborhood a few years ago. While we don't have time to fully deck the halls this year, I felt it was important to let the neighbors know that we too follow Jesus." And I did a little reading and found out that that Doctor Young, in fact, is is not a doctor of sociology or a doctor of radical psychology or comparative literature. No, in fact, Dr. Young is a minister or has been a minister. I can't imagine that, uh, I mean, given the dog whistles that this person puts out, they, by the way, no way, nowhere close to uniquely, uh, this, this Dr. Young puts these dog whistles out there. Uh, I mean, the gaslighting, that these people put out there is is galling. I mean, first of all, is there a Christian out there who thinks that Jesus was a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Scandinavian? Show of hands. No one? No, that's what I thought. Is there anybody who out, out there who doesn't know that, that Judea, that Jerusalem, that Bethlehem, that Nazareth aren't in the Middle East? Again, show of hands, still seeing nothing. Is there anyone who doesn't know that Jesus and Mary were not undocumented immigrants to anything. First of all, they went to Bethlehem to be counted, which is the opposite of undocumented. No, they're talking about when they fled to Egypt. Well, dirty little secret here. Judea was controlled by the Romans via a Jewish puppet dictatorship. King Herod was a a puppet of the Romans. He got to govern uh, as long as he paid his tribute to the Romans. And whoever was governing Egypt at the time was also controlled by the Romans, who stayed in power and alive by dint of the fact that they sent their tribute to the Romans. And so what Jesus and Mary and Joseph did wasn't seek uh, seek asylum as an undocumented immigrant. It was a little bit like moving from Giancana territory to Lucchese territory, moving from one mob turf to another. It was all Roman territory. At any rate, these are the people who are just, they have to turn the idea of Merry Christmas into a microaggression. And and by the way, you see these people as well. People say, well, Merry Christmas is a, is a Merry, I, I, I'm not a believer. I'm not a Christian. I'm, I'm, I'm some other faith or I'm atheist. It's a microaggression. No, it's not. It's a statement of a general wish of well-being, whoever you are, like saying buenos dias. Or Happy Hanukkah. I mean, do you, th- you ever heard anyone say, I'm not Jewish. Shut up about your Hanukkah. Or the people say, actually, Christmas is a pagan holiday. See, that's the point. We, Christianity has been appropriating other societies since the very beginning. Because just like nobody is born a Christian, no society is born Christian. We Christianity appropriates you. And, and that appropriation starts on Christmas, a, a holiday in its current form that was appropriated. That's the thing about it. Christians are thieves in the best possible sense of the term. We steal everyone's culture and turn it into our own. And that way everyone can come to the faith. The, the third classification of these of these people are uh, what I call the humbugs or the Scrooges or the Grinches. They just love pouring orange juice in everyone's Wheaties. That's a polite, polite way to put it, I think, putting orange juice in people's Wheaties. It's just about the misery. I mean, 
and I try to be sensitive about this. Again, I try to listen more than talk to people. Believe it or not, I'm a talk show host who'd rather listen. And there are, I get it, there are people out there with trauma in their lives, with PTSD from situations in their, you know, in whatever in their background, whether it be external situations or, or a bad family life. It happens. And there are people in this world where, whether through fault of their own or not, just love reveling in the misery. Or at least that's what they do. They're triggered by the thought of this holiday that to which they attach misery. And for that, I'm sorry. And for that, I will listen. I will. But these are people who act as if the season is a threat to them. And yeah, there are some who do manifest this in terms of politicization to be able to beat people over the head with it. But at worst, or perhaps at least, I should say, they're projecting their trauma onto the holiday, at least. Onto Christianity and Christians, but never Muslims. And let's be honest, it's a challenge to react appropriately. They, I try to be compassionate because it's one of the messages of the season. And I truly do. And again, I try to listen rather than talk. But it is a challenge because some of the more aggressive Grinches are very aggressive indeed about that. We'll come back with the other uh, couple of personalities that are involved here. There's two more to go, and they're the big kahunas of them all. On this special Christmas broadcast of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. If you can snap your fingers, you can find this radio station. The next time you want to listen to us, your smartphone is now your smart radio. We're always on. It's as simple as this. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. That's play the Patriot Minneapolis. Are you tired of being told to hang in there on the Wall Street roller coaster because the market always comes back? Meanwhile, fees continue to be deducted from your account while your retirement withers away. Hi, I'm Mitch Lyons, best-selling author and star in a brand new Hollywood documentary called The Retirement Deception. In the film, you'll see how Wall Street's traditional retirement plans and 401ks have failed Americans. But more importantly, you'll discover the solution to protecting your hard-earned wealth and retiring successfully. You'll see how to grow money potentially double digits, beat inflation with increasing income, and when the next market crash hits, you lose nothing. So if you're over 50 and want a bigger, better, stress-free retirement, call to talk to a specialist and get a free copy of this brand new movie, The Retirement Deception. Call 800-578-3535. This is a $30 value, but when you call today, you get it completely free. Plus, I'll even cover shipping and handling, no credit card required. So don't delay. Call right now. 800-578-3535. Many people are searching for the right 401k decisions within these crazy markets. Are you looking for a local community of investors with the right skills that could help build confidence? Make better financial decisions right here in the Twin Cities because you are the best steward of your own money. Call OTA today to learn more in our free introductory investing class, either in center or virtually at 952-814-4410, 952-814-4410, or go to learnwithota.com. All of us love sports, but not all sports are created equal. College sports have big budgets, dedicated alumni networks, and corporate sponsorships. Professional sports have even deeper pockets, Millionaire owners, lucrative TV and radio deals, and merchandise sales. High school sports have you. Everyone agrees high school sports give us plenty of reasons to cheer. And now's a great time for us to give back. Supporting your hometown high school won't cost you much, but it will go a long way to ensuring the games we love the most are here to stay. Minnesota High School Sports. They're good for our kids, good for our community, and best of all, they're good for you. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio monthly for connection. If you value this station, help ensure it stays in vehicles for the next generation by visiting DependOnAM.com. 
AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network special Christmas broadcast. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog shot in the dark. Info, wishing you and all of yours a Merry Christmas. Talking about the, again, it's not, I don't think it's a war on Christmas. It's a war on Western civilization, and Christmas is one of the key observances and holidays in the belief that has been the core of Western civilization for thousands of years now, 2,000 years to be almost exact. I've, I've been through a couple of the personalities, the six really that I've identified over the years, the, the Malaysaholic, also known as the NPR donor, the more PC than thou crowd, who's actually, it was a pagan holiday. You missed the point, Reverend. Uh, the humbugs, the perpetually triggered or indignant or the, 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 the constantly rageaholic. Now we get to the big ones. The big kahunas of them all here. Uh, the first one I, I call Father Festivus, but that's had a bit of a modification in, in over this past year here since I first recorded this Christmas special. Now, Father Festivus, it starts obviously with the, the Seinfeld episode, episode of the, the observance of Festivus, the, the holiday that uh, for the <clears throat> rest of us. It's a parody uh, in its original form, a parody of the whole idea of, of, of holidays and focusing on, on the ire and the, and the ugliness and kind of putting a kind of satirical edge on the ugliness so many people feel. And, and it's an original form on Seinfeld. It was funny as far as it went. Now, when people put it up there as a putative competitor to Christmas, it's, it's a chuckle at its best and it's an ugly chuckle at its worst, kind of like... Kind of like Farkas and Christmas Story. I mean, at its worst, these are people who kind of want to turn the holiday into their own, uh, the holiday, I should say, into the, into the image they have of it to to take off on the whole George Costanza bit from Seinfeld and migrated into real life, mostly trying to get a cynical rise out of traditional believers. I mean, it's easy to joke about things that, that you want to take a shot at one way or the other. It's easy to minimize other people's beliefs. And, and and that was relatively harmless as far as it went. But I, I bumped Father Festivus up uh, to uh, the second worst of the, uh, or second most annoying at the very least, of the of the Christmas detractors because it took a turn this past year. Uh, a group of Satanists in Iowa. Uh, rose up in high dudgeon when a Christian came and tore down, and in an act of classical civil disobedience, tore down a Satanist observance. Now, let's be clear about Satanism. It's not a religion. It is to, it is as much of a religion as the onion is a religion. It's an attempt to, sat, at, I, I, I'm being too gentle here, satirize faith. And when I say faith, I mean Christianity, not Islam. Uh, it's an attempt to poke crude ugly fun at the idea of faith. And and the typical Satanist is, uh, I don't know, a drooling, obese neck beard who's coated in Cheetos dust for the most part and thinks Warhammer is, is a great way to spend your time. Lives through video games, I suspect. I mean, that's your typical Satanist, just some somebody who I, I see them. This is pure stereotypes, of course, but I'll stand by them. Is a bit of a social maladroit. And this is their way of poking fun at the larger society. It, it's a really toxic, ugly fun. And it kind of, I mean, if you did this to a uh, minority rather than the majority, it would be considered kind of ugly and abusive. But it's okay to be ugly and abusive to the majority view of, of, of things these days. And so that's the, the fifth of these six classifications of, of people waging not war on Christmas, just ongoing insurgency against Western civilization as a whole. Uh, Father Festivus, this past year, has taken a bit of an uglier turn. Uh, it's moved from Seinfeld to the idea of, of the whole idea that the opposite of Christian faith is something to be celebrated. The final class of these people, I call them the macroaggressors. These are people who have genuine, frothing, ideological anger at Christmas. They respond to the traditional idea of Christmas with genuine hatred. Modern militant atheism is, is directly aimed at Christianity, not Islam. 
not Confucianism, Christianity, referring to the entire faith as colonialist and oppressive. And, and they find oppression in every single corner of the Christmas story. It's colonial. It's oppressive. And and by the way, the, the, it's a symptom of militant atheism as it is practiced today. This this hateful, the, the hateful id of modern cultural leftism. I'm not putting this in terms of American politics. I'm putting this in terms of larger worldview and philosophy. And this has accelerated in recent years uh, with attacks on other institutions. Now, some of these people, I think, are just unhappy people who try to wrap themselves in the self-righteousness uh, that, that associate with large, l- large movements like this. For others, it's just pure ideology. This is what they believe. And we need to point that out for what it is. And how to put it out for what it is, I, I'm all about I'm all about mocking it, about calling up and, and giving it the gentle humor, sometimes not so gentle humor that they deserve. Because as the Jews of Skokie, Illinois, found out in 1977 when the Nazis tried to march, uh, American Nazis tried to run a parade through a town that was a vast majority, uh, had, had 20,000 Holocaust survivors among the population, Mocking and taunting them from the public square did just fine. And mocking and taunting isn't necessarily the spirit of the season. But I do want you to know that the war isn't necessarily on Christmas. In fact, the war is on everything that we as citizens of Western civilization find important and hold dear. Now, for my purposes here, I'm just going to stay happy for Christmas, no, mar- no matter how hard I have to work on it. I'm going to fake it till I make it, because that's what I do. I'm going to do my best to pass it along, uh, which takes us back to the challenge in the first segment, feeling happy and passing happiness on to everyone around you the best you can. It's what I'm trying to do here. As Andrew Breitbart said, uh, politics is downstream of culture, and culture is the little things. So to progressives... Government is what we do together, which is not true, but that's fine. Culture is, in fact, the things we do together because we are human. And this is the organic culture we've gathered around that has brought more good to everyone than all the other cultures in the world put together. And it's worth fighting for with laughter, with presence, with lefsa, with faith, whatever. Next hour, come up, go nowhere. I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy, Rizm Kism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to SkyRizzy, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. We all know that aches and pains come with simply getting older, but it doesn't mean you have to accept it. That's why I want to tell you about a special lady, Leah from Ohio, and her relief factor story. One Sunday, Leah was sitting on the couch in so much pain, she was literally in tears. That's when she decided to try Relief Factor. Just eight days later, she found relief, and she continued to get better and better. To quote her, she said, I am truly amazed at this product. Like me, who after nine, almost ten years, almost a decade of low back pain, lost that pain thanks to Relief Factor. If you're living with aches and pains, see how Relief Factor, a daily drug-free supplement, could help you feel and live better every day. Get the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. It all comes with a feel better or your money back guarantee. That number, 1-800, the number 4, relief, relieffactor.com. 
tired of aches and stiffness? Is your mattress worn out and sagging? Snooze Mattress Company in Bloomington has the solution. Dream Mapping. Our state-of-the-art technology takes the guesswork out of choosing your mattress. Dream Mapping uses over 1,700 pressure sensors to unveil your snoozetopia. Don't ring in this year's pain to the next. Visit Snooze Mattress Company on France and Old Shakopee in Bloomington. If you don't snooze, you lose. Did you know that there's one place you can go to hear God's words of hope spoken into your life anytime, anywhere? OnePlace.com Listen to your favorite Christian programs, read daily devotionals, and get answers to your tough questions all at OnePlace.com or on the OnePlace app in the Apple and Android app stores. Visit OnePlace.com today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.